Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome one and all to the Storybox podcast, the place to be if you are a lover of stories. My name is Joe Phantom, former real estate agent now, living my purpose, sharing amazing stories from people all over the world. I'm grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the story box together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. My next guest, ladies and gentlemen, is Eurovision royalty. She's an absolute superstar. She won X Factor back in 2013. You heard me correctly. My friends, I have the wonderful and the amazing Dami Im on the story box today. Dami is Australia's most, or one of Australia's most respected artists, a piano virtuoso. She also has a Master of Music Studies in Contemporary Voice. And first, she first captured our attention and hearts when she won the X Factor back in 2013. And I was one of those hearts that she won over and I was like yelling and screaming for her when when she did win because she has such a a talent, such an amazing voice. Um, Her self-titled debut album and single, Alive, both debuted at number one on the ARIA charts and went on to release, and she went on to release more acclaimed studio albums after performing all around the world. And in 2016, Dami once again captured the world's hearts and became Eurovision royalty when she earned the highest score ever achieved by an Australian entry and her single Sound of Silence charted globally. She also sung Super Love and wrote and sung Gladiator to basically all her songs are my favorite. (laughs) I've listened to them on repeat and every time they come on the radio or I'm just in the mood to, to listen to them and get inspired or pumped up, I put on Dami's songs. And it was such a, a treat to really sit down with Dami and dive into her story. And the amazing thing is both Dami and I were not, before this interview really started, we weren't feeling our best. And Dami even mentions it in the interview that she wasn't feeling too good and she was thinking of postponing. And for me, I wasn't feeling too good either. You know, I had just come off massive week i was tired but we just had an incredible conversation and i think you guys are going to love it um both our vulnerability and our just realness really shaped this conversation so i hope you guys enjoy it with that being said i have a huge favor to ask you all if you do get something from this wonderful interview please share it around to all your friends Uh, let them know about this one your family i know he's going to love it too uh, if you are a fan of Dami, I think you're going to be a fan of this interview with her. Um, 
that's just my opinion anyway, because I'm a fan of her and I'm a fan of this interview. Um, more more so because of Dami speaking than me. But anyway, um, please let us know what you think by leaving a rating and review over on Apple Podcast. And finally, got all the introduction out of the way. So it's time to dive into the story box and hear the wonderful, the talented, and the gifted Dami Im story. Oh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. I apologize. My voice seems to have uh, escaped me <laughs> in a way. Um, oh, you, you got, you caught a virus? No, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but hopefully I can uh, bring my voice back. Let, let me get it. Let me get a quick drink. Well, I have a coffee right here because I here heard go. this one's a, you know, longish deep chat. So I, I made myself a nice coffee. <laughs> you've, you've heard very well. Um, yes, I do like having deep and meaningful chats. Before we do that, I have one question that I normally love asking all my guests to start off with, which is what does success look like to you? <laughs> Diving right in. That's it. Um, success. Success. I guess success for me is knowing <laughs> this sounds so deep but knowing what your values are and living according to it every day i think that is success um obviously there's other meanings of success like you know as an as a muso i'd love to be successful on the charts and all of those things, um, be able to tour more and more, more fans or, you know, different jobs will have those kinds of success. But, uh, ultimately I think six real success is if you're able to, uh, go towards your values and everybody's values and, uh, their dreams are different and, it, you know, not everybody is doing or like they're not everybody knows what their values are because they never had the chance to sit down and think about it. They just did whatever came to them and, you know, and some of, some people might feel unhappy because of that. But I think if you know what your values are and you're going towards it, that, that, you know, I think that's a definitely a path of success, I think. I like that, Dami. It's a good answer. And I'm curious about some of your values that you hold dear to your heart. Are you able to share some of them? Yeah. So for me, my values, uh, some of them are, you know, um, definitely being creative is one of my values, uh, creating and, um, you know, trying all sorts of different things, I think comes all under that umbrella. So I think I'm doing that. So I'm successful in that way. Uh, <laughs> um, my other values, I, I love my family and my friends and, you know, being able to spend time with people that I care about and people that care about me is really, really important. So I try and do that. And, um, the other one is helping other people in some way or another. And that gives me a lot of joy and meaning to my life when I'm, when I feel like I'm adding, you know, value to like helping another person, whether it be through my music or, 
just through having a chat with them or, you know, um, yeah, you know, to be honest, I, when I, I knew we were, I was doing this interview with you today, Jay, and I knew it's like a deep, like inspirational kind of, <laughs> you know, interview. And I, I woke up today not feeling that great, like not just physically, but I just felt a bit like, eh, you know, um, really down. And I think this year has been, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs. So I've, I really thought about postponing this because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to say anything meaningful. I'll just be you're a real downer, you know. But then as I was preparing, you know, I was like, I changed my mind. I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to be that person. Like I'm, I'll be a professional and I, I'll prepare it. And as I was kind of preparing my mind for it, I felt like I, I had, I got the energy to wow. uh, feel better because you know what, because I felt like, okay, this is an opportunity to help other people that, that are feeling down at the moment. And, you know, there's so many reasons to be sad and feel, you know, like be miserable. But I guess when you, when there's a purpose to need to be more positive that you can feel better. And I think that's what happened to me today. So, well, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, thank you for sharing that. Like, honestly, because I was feeling a very similar way uh, this morning. Like the last couple of days, I haven't been feeling myself for some reason. And my girlfriend even said to me the other day, she's like, I just don't feel like you're, you're here. Where are you? Like, oh, you, I wasn't mm. present. I, I was just feeling out of it. And I, I realized like I was on a run this morning at 4 a.m., and I was like trying to figure out where I went. And most of the time, I was in a lot of pain, like mentally, physically. And right. I didn't really know how to, I was stuck a little bit. And you have those days when you do feel stuck and you're just trying to get yourself out of that, that rut. It's like, what do, mm. I, what do I do? And for me, like I'm, I'm a Christian dummy. So I was just like praying and asking God. I was like, God, I need you to just help me here. Give me the answer here. And when I got home this morning and I was, I was getting ready for work, it was almost like this, God gave me a verse, be still and know that I am God. And I was like, mm. that's what I need. I just need, because I've been going at full speed, nonstop for mm. time this whole year. I just didn't stop. And sure. it, was, it was like, listen to my voice. I need you to listen to me. And... Um, I was like, I, love that. I was so excited to actually speak to you today. So I appreciate you not cancelling on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so now even more glad I didn't cancel. Yeah, no, but I think it's like, you know, sometimes if you have somebody you need to take care of, mm. like you might think that that person is a burden, but then if you think about it another way, it's like, because of that person, you force yourself to, you know, get like pick yourself up and it actually makes you feel better because there's a reason to, you know, get up and stop like just being miserable and dramatic about your yeah. own life and you, you get to look up and look at other people. So, yeah, so I think that's great. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward even more now to really diving into your backstory and your mindset with certain things. You mentioned earlier, like 
and I know you've been preparing for this, but you might not have prepared for this kind of question. <laughs> um, you mentioned creativity, like you get this sense of joy when you are creative. And I'm, I'm curious, because I've only asked this question to a few other people, what does creativity actually mean to you? Mm, I think creativity means, I don't know, I think just trying to let your mind be a bit more flexible and trying to think outside the box a little bit, um, you know, and, and like that can be really hard if you're not used to it. You know, if you're used to doing it, things a certain way, it's hard to think there's other possibilities. But if, um, you know, according to, I've heard, according to research, you create your creativity improves the more you practice it. It's like a muscle, your creative muscle. So I try and, you know, when I'm writing songs or when I'm coming up with like concepts or, or even just how to, you know, do my life. Like I try and like consciously try and be, you know, more flexible and think like what other ways haven't I you know, thought of and try not get stuck in whatever pattern that I'm always stuck in. Um, yeah. And I think that kind of, that really enriches your life and you get to, and I think it's also about being curious about different things, just letting your curiosity um, guide you and just following your curiosity to think, to see what's out there in the world and being really like enjoying those things that you discover. What are some things that sort of inspire you to create all this amazing music? Like I'm curious about where you've been able to come up with like these songs, Super Love, Gladiator, Sound of Silence, which are incredibly positive and in, and they, they really hit your soul and they make it. Mm. And I'm curious, where did you find the inspiration for we'll start with super love first and then we'll move to the others. Well, no super love wasn't actually a song that I wrote. Um, that was my first single following, uh, alive, which was my X factor single winning single and super love the moment, like actually, yeah, I, after I won X factor, um, I'd been writing heaps and trying to look for my, follow-up single for ages and it just you know nothing really landed and even with my A&R at Sony like nobody like there, there was no songs that were like we were all happy with and then my A&R played this song and he said this isn't for you um this is not you definitely not your kind of song but let's have a listen and I was like, can you send that to me? Like, that's, I really like that song. And it just had this, uh, something so special about it that I had to sing it. And because it was so vocally challenging and, um, yeah, like it just, it, it's something that really challenged me to push my limits. And also the message of it was so, you know, it's so positive, but in a really fun, exciting way that I just knew was going to be my next 
single release. When, has music always been part of your life? Did you grow up writing music, singing, that sort of thing? So uh, I wasn't always, um, I never thought that I was going to be a singer until I was in my late teens, early 20s. Well, that's still not that late, hey, in hindsight, but I felt like a real late starter, um, you know, because some people sing, you know, know they want to be a singer from when they're like seven. But I, I, it wasn't the case for me. I played the piano. So I came to Australia going right back. I, uh, my family uh, moved to Australia uh, for me and my brother's education. They wanted, my parents wanted us to learn English and um, we ended up staying here because we really loved it here. Um, but when I first came here, I didn't speak any English and, uh, you know, kids just thought I was really dumb, you know, cause I'm just like not knowing what's going on. But I had this one day, this chance at an assembly school assembly. And I, there was a big grand piano on stage and I had the opportunity to play like a Mozart sonata or something. And that's when everyone looked at me like, oh, wow, you know, and all the teachers are like, wow. And at that moment I knew this is what I have to do. <laughs> this, is, this is what will make me, you know, like give me my identity and feel like I'm good at something. And it was a really tiny school, so I was good at piano, like like the best piano player, even like all the way up till year 12, like no one else was better than me. So, I, it, you know, made me feel really good. So I just practiced and I was getting all these awards and competition, winning of competitions, all of that. Um, yeah. So like music was always a part of my life, but I only started singing um, in my bedroom when I was a teenager. And then I started singing at church, my Korean church that I, we were all attending. And I, I improved. Then I ended up, uh, after my piano degree, I ended up doing a jazz uh, contemporary voice masters. And then I knew that that was what I was going to do. What do you love the most about music as a whole? Hmm, I guess, I don't know, like, it's weird to answer that question for me because I feel like music was always just there, you know, like my mum was an opera singer and she, you know, she still sings uh, at church and stuff, but she used to sing professionally and, you know, music was just in my house, mum used to take me to watch like, symphony orchestras play and dad played his guitar. And so, yeah, it was just something we all just did. But I guess, yeah, I, I just can't imagine, you know, life without it. I think it's something that enriches, enriches your life. Um, I don't know. I've just never been without it really. <laughs> 
Did you did you ever think that you couldn't make a career out of music or was it always going to be a sort of like this path towards I'm going to make something of this gift? No. Well, so when I first decided to be a singer and I, um, you know, went in to do my degree in contemporary voice, um, after that I tried to, yeah, have a, career as a singer and I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. Um, hard but well, so, uh, what, what I did was I, well, I used to sing at, you know, my first job was to sing at a Chinese restaurant <laughs> and singing, um, yeah, like jazz and old pop songs, uh, like once, every week. Then this was when I was still at uni. So I was like, yeah, this is great. But after that, like after that job ended, there was, you know, no one's going to just pay you to sing, you know, like it's, I I didn't know how to get that to happen. And I was writing songs. I made an album during my uni years, which, you know, it was very not not great, like musically, it was just something I tried. And it was mostly like Christian music. Um, so my dad sent it to a Christian music, internet Christian music station in Korea. So, so uh, they said they could try and help me you know, to promote the music and be able to sing. So I went over to Korea, back to Korea, and, you know, I was promoting and singing at churches and, um, you know, selling my CD after the service and, you know, like standing outside in the foyer going like, you know, with my parents. That was me. And, you know, um, but, yeah, it was just really, really hard to get it going, like, if I, I, like, I knew I couldn't keep going with it. It wasn't sustainable. Mm. And I also wanted to come back to Australia and live here. This was home for me. So, you know, um, that's, I think that's when I sort of needed to find something else to help me. And that was when I found X Factor and I was like, okay, if I do a TV thing, it'll help me get more gigs, you know, more churches, more restaurants, whatever. Um, yeah, I went into it like that and then I won. So <laughs> that sort of improved things a lot. You sound quite humble when you say oh, I won and then it's improved, improved my life tremendously. That, that is so well, um, well, yeah, I just, I didn't expect to, to go like that, you know. I just, yeah, that was honestly my attitude. Went in there with the right heart and the right spirit and God's blessed you as a result. And one of my questions uh, from that is, how has your faith played a role in what you do today? Mm, well, I guess I, it's constantly evolving, you know, Um yeah, like when I first won X Factor, I think I was I was 24, pretty naive. <laughs> I had, hey, you're 24. 
21 now, yeah. A baby. <laughs> and um, I had grown up in such a, like, small world and, like, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time, like I loved my church, my Korean church, but it was a very small place and I didn't really know what was going on outside of the church. But I always knew I had this heart that I, I knew that I needed to reach out to people outside of the church because I'm like inside the church, they already know Jesus and everyone's, they're all good. So like I, I was like, why am I, you know, just stuck here and, preaching to the same people kind of thing. So I knew I had to go out, but I didn't know what that even meant, uh, what people outside were thinking or living for. You know, it was like a foreign land, like very alien place for me. And especially coming from a Korean immigrant uh, Christian background is also different. I didn't know what mainstream Australian society looked like, even, even though I went to school here and everything. Like it's very small place. So just, yeah, it was really hard at the start because I thought I was going to like influence and, you know, like change everybody and they're all going to know Jesus and I'm going to, I don't know, you know, those big dreams, whatever. And I made it big as in one X factor, but it wasn't just like changing everybody else that I was singing to. So yeah, it's been, how how long was that? Like seven years. And I think over time I've sort of learned more about what the world is like, what people are seeking and what they're thinking in their lives. I don't know. It was just, I think it's been a real like uh, educational journey for me. And at the same time, knowing more about myself and, you know, just my relationship with God. Um, yeah. So it's very, it's a long story, isn't it? <laughs> it's good. I like that. Um, because oftentimes when people go in with these hopes, dreams and aspirations, you know, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to change it for Christ, that sort of thing. And they get swept up in the famous fame of society and, uh, they can oftentimes sort of forget that and they can sort of go in the way of the world, which is which is completely normal uh, to happen. But I think you've, you've been on a journey discovering for yourself, like what you mentioned, just the way the world thinks and how you can go about influencing the world in a positive way for Christ and figuring out faith for yourself. I think that's, that's an admirable mm-hmm. thing. Um, well, I, I, and yeah, one of the things that I still do love doing and did love from the start was, um, partnering with compassion. Yes. Um, so for those of you that don't know, compassion is like a charity organization that lets you sponsor children living in poverty around the world. And you get to, you know, sponsor them to be able to go to school and, healthcare and all of that. You get to write letters to them. And I was actually a big fan of compassion and I was sponsoring kids, uh, since I was 17. So when I won X Factor, that's one thing I knew I wanted to do. My husband really wanted us to do it as well together. So we've 
and I've become a compassion ambassador and going to visit our compassion kids in different countries, Uganda and India and all that, that was really great. And, you know, I knew that was definitely really obvious work of God mm. and in having a good influence and getting more people to sponsor. And also, you know, compassion does their work in Jesus name, which, you know, it's, it's subtle, but it's also, I think I, I love that um, through that people find out that Christians are at the front of looking after the, you know, world's poorest and people that are in need. So I, I love doing that. I believe that it's um, children a part of God's heart and there's countless stories in the Bible of God mentioning and, and teaching kids and having kids um, there around him. And I mm. think God's heart is really to look after the, the poor, sick, homeless and those people are orphans as well. I think that's a very. Absolutely. It's, a, it's something that in my heart as well, like my heart is for young people too. With everything that I've been through in my life, I want to help. I want to help everybody, but specifically young people because a lot of the time the world that they're growing up in right now, it's tough. There's mm-hmm. so, it's a lot harder what it is now than when it was when I grew up, and that's not that long ago. And so if I can in some way, shape or form help them realise, hang on a minute, you are worth something, you are valuable, do have a purpose in life. You don't have to be stuck. There is someone out there that does love you. And you got to understand that you need to love yourself first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that your story, Dami, and so the story of so many other people can, can really help shape a young person's life. And just hearing the fact that you are this famous musician, you still hold true to your values in the beginning with what you said and you still give back. I think that's a very inspirational thing for a young person to hear right now. It's like you don't have to conform. You don't have to mm-hmm. go the way that people want you to go. You can go your own direction and still be blessed, um, even though it is hard. And I can only mm-hmm. imagine it would have been hard for you. Um, so thank you, Dami. Thank you for... Oh. Well, I I look to, you know, all sorts of different people who are doing that, you know, and not conforming people who are, you know, who know that they don't need to brag in order to feel valuable because they know they're already loved and they're valued. They know their worth, so they don't need to do all these things. And I, you know, like there's so many people that inspire me, so, you know, if I could do that for somebody that if it does that, yeah, that would be so special. Oh, 100%. Who has made the greatest impact on your life, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, or financially? Hmm. So many people, but you know, um, I guess throughout <laughs> through this year, especially my husband, Noah, because, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it can, it can be tough, you know, uh, mentally, physically, spiritually. But, yeah, he's always, I, I feel like he's got this, like, 
generator inside him that helps him to uh, spring right back up, like when there's things that are down, reasons to be sad about. Yeah, he's like, there's this like a generator and he like, he's back and you go, whoa. Um, But yeah, like to have somebody like that in your life and somebody like that close to you, uh, it really impacts you. And I think that's, you know how they say you are a combination of, is it three of the closest people you have in your life? Yeah. And I think that's so true, you know. Um, yeah, if you want to be a good person, then look at who you're closest to. And if you don't like that, then maybe, you know, change that up. Um, just stay close to people you really respect and you want to be like, cause you will become that person. I totally agree with you on that one. I'm curious, how did you meet your husband really quickly? And then we'll sort of dive into a few other questions. Uh, we met at church, at that Korean church. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it uh, love at first sight or did he have to do a lot of work? <laughs> um, <laughs> I No, I think uh, love at first sight because I, <laughs> I had a crush on him when I was uh, like 13 and we didn't date straight away because he's older, much uh, five years older than me and um, we only started dating after he uh he went away for a couple of years and then he came back and that's when we started dating and yeah wow. rest is history as they say that's amazing <laughs> um this is uh one it might be a hard question but we'll see how we go what has been the worst piece of advice you've ever received oh <laughs> that's a hard one hmm worst piece of advice What's yours? My one would be, it's easier said than done. Oh, why? Because it's not oftentimes easier. It's like, it's a lot harder to do something than it is to actually say it. And I think for me, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, great. I can, I can just say it. But then actually putting it into practice, that was the hard part. And it was probably like the worst piece of advice I ever got from somebody. Um, and when yeah. I, when I um, realized that it was actually pretty bad advice, I was like, okay, if I say something, I need to actually really mean it. And it is really, really difficult for me to actually accomplish what I've said to do, whether it's, if it's a big thing like, for me saying one day I'm, I'm going to start this podcast, for example, it's easy for me to say it, but actually doing it on a daily basis, that's the hard part. <laughs> mm. So if I say to yeah. a young person, hey, mate, it's easier said than done, okay? Um, okay, Jay, what do you mean by that? I'm not giving him the right kind of information. What, sure. I, should, what I should be saying is, hey, mate, um, you can do this. And is how you do it. Give him the tools necessary to do it. If that makes any sense at all. Mm, mm, yeah, no, it does. It does. Yeah. I think my bad advice would that I've heard would be like, you know, just just think positively. Just be positive. I I think that's that doesn't 
that's not a good advice because you can't just try and be positive because I've tried that before and just be like, yeah, you know, because when you're uh, faced with difficulty and negative circumstances, you can't just unthink it. And I think the better approach for me is to just acknowledge that you're having those difficulties and the negativity and just like acknowledge it because if you if you ignore it and try to cover it up with positive thoughts it it will keep coming back it's like that elephant in the room like you just keep like if you try and unthink unthink it you'll keep thinking about it so it's better to acknowledge it but just be like okay hello it's you're here and it's hard but I'm going to choose to do what is right for me what is uh you know what matches up with my value, whether it be, okay, I'm still going to uh, practice my singing, even though my brain's telling me you suck, you can't do it. Um, You know, whatever it may be. Um, Yeah. So I think trying to unthink your thoughts, whatever it may be, it's, that that never works. (laughs) Yes. I have to, I have to relate to that. Um, and also sometimes the worst piece of advice that we get from people ends up being the best piece of advice, depending on how we look at it. And mm. if we have that mindset of, oh, this is just bad, bad, bad all the time, then we're going to feel miserable. We won't, we won't grow. We won't develop. We're going to be stuck. And that's why it's so important to really form this mindset of, of growth and I like what you said about the positivity thing because it's not easy. Like both you and I weren't feeling exactly positive <laughs> today, but you know, we've had this amazing conversation and I feel more positive as a result. Mm, same. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Ended up being your advice, ended up being fantastic advice for me. <laughs> but Aww. I also have to say to young people that might be listening to this. If you are struggling with being positive, it's okay to have those days. Yes. It's not okay. And don't feel like you're you're different or anything like that. You're human. (laughs) It's okay. Exactly. Exactly. If Dami and myself can have those days, (laughs) you're allowed to as well. Um, Yeah. Just be kind to yourself, I'd say, you know. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sometimes you just have to cut some slack and just be like, have a self-compassion day. That's okay. And, and you'll, you'll, you'll be better later. Yeah. Um, my, my final two questions for you, Dami. This one is my all-time favorite question. I ask it at the end of all my interviews. Being able to reach the age of 100 and your friends have decided to put together a film for you, pretty much everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done, and ask me how in the world they got it. We'll just call it magic, but they've shown it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Oh, wow. <laughs> 100. 100. Mm. Well, I wanted to say that I made lots of great songs and memories with my 
fans or listeners. Um, I, yeah, I like to, I like to think that I kept going with my music and my concerts, even when I'm old, like 70 or 80. I, I don't know if I'd change my mind, but at the moment I feel like that would be cool if I look back and be like, wow, she just kept going. She had a career that was, that lasted 70 years and yeah, it might, there might be ups and downs, but I would, that would be a dream. Mm. I love that. A good legacy to leave behind. My last question mm. this is more of a fun one. So you can relax. It's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's what, what is the weirdest food combination you've ever tried? <laughs> weirdest? Hmm. Let's think. I know. Not, I don't think I do weird combinations. Probably the weirdest is like uh, Macca's chips and the, and ice cream. That's what everybody does, right? <laughs> that is so cool. I love it. <laughs> Everyone. Oh, that's not even that weird. That's nice. Dami, thank you so much for your time today, for your story and, and for your, your positive attitude during this, this podcast. We really appreciate you and everything you're doing, putting out there into the world. So once again, thank you for coming on the Storybox podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I don't like this part because it means, sadly, we have come to an end of yet another incredible story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you'd like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on any podcast platform. It's that easy. If you did get something from our guest today, please share it around to a friend or family member that you think could benefit from hearing this powerful story. And before you go, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It will only take 30 seconds and it will go towards reaching more people. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.